Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast powered by Tennis Warehouse. Today, I'm so excited to have Spencer Bowler and Chris Edwards joining me, and we are going to talk all things footwear. Get excited. Always excited to talk about shoes. Uh, I have a closet full of shoes. Drives my wife crazy. She has no room for her shoes in our closet. (laughs) I'm just excited to be here, especially with Chris. Yeah. Now, Spencer, a lot of people out there have been asking, what have you been up to? They think they haven't seen you for a while, so they don't know what Spencer doing. Give us an update. So let me address for all four of those out there that have asked. (laughs) Um, So I used to work for Chris. Gosh, how many? That must have been about eight, seven, seven years ago. It was 2012 when I made the switch, when I became the footwear buyer. Uh, Prior to that, it was probably three, four years with you. I started here in 2006, worked for Chris for a few years. I um, couldn't stand it any longer. (laughs) (laughs) I drove him away like I do all good employees. (laughs) Well, quite honestly, I don't even think I'm qualified to to work in his department anymore. I mean, the, the... the people are so good, so I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Um, but the time there was, it, it was a tough decision, quite honestly, to move into a different department. Um, but I also felt the timing was about right. Yeah. Um, I'm no spring chicken. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, it's like, I don't, I don't know if I can do the playtesting thing oh, for how much longer. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, I still love to play. Um, as, as a matter of fact, I've been playing with Chris as of late. I took a little break because of body breaking down a little bit, but, um, still love to play, uh, especially with all, all of you guys. I, I do kind of miss it cause I don't play as much, right. but, um, but yeah, I made the jump over to footwear buying. It was, it was a pretty natural, um, step for me. Um, kind of a shoe dork, uh, <laughs> if you will. And so it, it was kind of an easy transition, all things considered. Um, and I really enjoy it. It's, it's awesome to, to see the, what companies are doing out there to, to be able to look at trends and, and purchase and see how they do and, and, um, and no better way to do it than with Tennis Warehouse. And when Spenny was over in web editing doing the playtesting too, he was doing a lot of the footwear content for the Mm -hmm. website anyway. So it was a really natural fit for you to go into, uh, Shoe buying. Did a great job when he was doing the content. He's doing a great job buying now. Yeah. Okay. I'll pay you later. (laughs) (laughs) We'll square up later. (laughs) Now everyone knows we didn't put Spencer in a closet. We're not hiding him from you guys. He's still around. We still see him every day and he's still playing tennis and super active on the court. Uh, active in general. Active in general. Active in general. Um, again, I still love to get on the court and play. Um, but I, but I still play hoops and, and, uh, try to, Try to get in some other forms of exercise during the week to to stay somewhat what fit. I guess uh, I've got little ones at home, so yeah, I got to stay. Yeah, I got to be able to keep <laughs> up with them. So all is good. Cool. So let's just jump into some footwear trends. These guys can speak about footwear better than almost anyone in the industry. I would say, where is tennis footwear going? Are we seeing things get lighter, speedier, quicker? What's going on with durability? Yeah, I, I think if you look back, um, 
when Federer and Nadal were kind of at the the height of things, especially Nadal, I, I really think back to when the court ballistic, uh, the the two series and the three series, especially the three point three, was kind of the last of the domination of the uh, durability guaranteed shoes when we started to see a little bit of a momentum shift from the durable shoes kind of shifting over to more lightweight uh, performance-oriented shoes. And and it continues to be that way. Mm -hmm. I think with innovation and technology with these companies, um, they're finding ways to keep a decent amount of durability but make the shoe lighter, um, more comfortable, more glove-like in the fit. Um, and then in turn helps um, bring performance to to a level that where the player feels like they're getting a little bit extra um, added to the game, whether it's speed, getting to that that next ball, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit of a mental advantage. Yeah, um, lighter shoe, head. feel yeah. quicker. Mm-hmm. I think one of the trends too I've seen is a switch from stability to support. And when I talk about stability, I talk about kind of the guts of the shoe, the mm-hmm. chassis. So rigid um, TPU pieces, the hard plastic pieces on your shoe, like the shank, which is that piece in the midfoot. Sometimes if you have a two-piece outsole, it's a, that hard piece of plastic that separates the um, area of the outsole mm-hmm. under the midfoot and toes from the heel. Or even if you have a one-piece outsole, it's in there, you just don't see it. It's covered by the midsole and the outsole. And then also some wraparound pieces you would see, like on the Joe Res, you still see it. The sevens, you get that tpu piece that wraps up around the heel and i think there's been a switch from that kind of stability to more support aspects of a shoe changes in fit uh we've seen a lot more booty construction shoes mm-hmm. now uh, redesigns of lacing systems um and then supple support features in the uppers that allow the shoe to be lighter and faster feeling but yet you still get that locked in feel so they're not stiff and rigid and kind of like barricade four and five like you yeah. know where they were really very stiff stable shoes i think we're seeing a bit more lighter more flexible but very supportive shoes still yeah i mean it's no secret the game has continued to get more physical and we're seeing many players now slide consistently on the court do you guys feel like there's a separation between kind of the old school players that are looking for more stability or can they still get away with these new shoes that are quick light a little faster a little more supportive but less stable even though they like to be felt like their feet are held in I think there's definitely features on shoes now that are designed specifically for the players that are sliding. Um, And quite often that's a durability piece on the upper. Mm -hmm. And if you're more of an upright player and you're not getting low and sliding, then you're not going to utilize that, but you are still going to enjoy the speed, the the more comfortable feel because the shoe's going to move more with your foot than an old school sort of very rigid shoe. Yeah. Um, So it's still going to get a lot out of it, but there's just going to be pieces on there that they're not going to use. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I, I do think in a general sense, yes, mm-hmm. that player can get away with wearing a current uh, mm-hmm. updated model that's a little more lightweight. Um, I think it's more of a mental thing yeah. with with maybe the uh, that generation of player, yeah. um, maybe myself included, although I do like the, the latest and greatest stuff. But um, I think it's it might be a mental security thing um, with the maybe a little more durable, a little heavier, a little more substantial mm-hmm. uh, shoe. So, yeah, I, and the nice thing is, is you can kind of get whatever you want these days. You're yeah. not um, pigeonholed into getting something. And, and one thing, I'll, you know, you talk about trends. Um, everybody carries a, a wide width shoe 
or I shouldn't say everybody, most companies now go out of their way to make a wide width shoe and they do well. Yeah. And it's, it's nice for, uh, the Jason Wong's of the world, the <laughs> wide footed people of the world to have options, not just one brand or two brands, but several brands and not just that, but within the brand of having a choice of a couple different types of models where one's more conservative and one might be a little more racy. Yeah. I mean, I have a complaint there because I used to laugh at him when I would slip my skinny feet into anything. <laughs> I don't know what Jason's struggling to try and get his shoes on. And I don't have that option anymore because now, you know, there's always that wide option for him. They've taken away that joy from me yeah. a little bit. Well, if there's any joy, there's still some joy because he, he never has worn the Cord FF2. So. He hasn't. And that's, if we're talking about that shoe, there's yeah. a shoe that is actually really designed to fit that modern style of player where totally. you slide a lot. Um, I don't slide into shots um, like the modern player does, um, but I do slide coming out of a shot quite often when I'm looking to just like regain my balance and then push back into the court. And I love the way that shoe just slides so easily on the court. But yeah, it still always seems to have the traction needed mm -hmm. when you want to sprint for the next shot. And I know when we met with ASICs uh, over in Japan and they explained to us how they designed the outsole specifically so you can kind of ride up on the edges of it. Um, and, and really maximize the traction out of it, even when, you know, your foot is not fully in contact with the court. So there's a lot of uh, technology going into outsole design as well. Yeah. And, and that, that goes in coordination with today's player, too. You talk about having traction when you're not fully on the court or the whole shoe or outsole isn't on the court. I mean, that's attributed to today's player. Yeah. That really, I mean, they really test the limits of equipment. Well, and if you listen to some of the commentators in the past, they were talking about how a lot of the very aggressive movers on the men's side actually had their team shave down outsoles to make sure that the, the shoe moved the way they want it. And now we're seeing these shoes are constructed for these players like Djokovic, that court FF too, is really built around his movement and how aggressive he is so yeah if i mean going back to the asics brandography not mm -hmm. to plug brandography <laughs> but i thought you know someone like djokovic who can speak to the most minuscule details about his footwear yeah. and, and what he's looking for um it's it's pretty amazing some of these athletes how in, in tune they are to their equipment and how totally. it needs to be and how it can maximize what their strengths are. Yeah. And we don't know a single person that's worn that shoe and doesn't like it. I know it's a favorite in our office. Jay's still trying to find a pair. But <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> now, we say sometimes in tennis that we're behind the trends. What sports are influencing tennis footwear, if any? Are you starting to see it cosmetically or with the designs, with the technology? What are you seeing in footwear and are there other sports influencing new trends? Uh, yes. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say so much in a general sense. You see it in more specifics in certain yeah. shoes. Um, I, I would say basketball has a little bit of an influence now with style mm -hmm. um, just because you'll see new models come out and I'm like, wow, that looks like a basketball shoe. Yeah. Um, you look at collaborations that Nike's been doing, the which Kyrie. have been highly successful. Um, they've done it with Jordan and, mm -hmm. and the Vapor. They have been currently doing it with um, the, the Vapor and now Kyrie, mm -hmm. which has been doing really well. So I would say that's that's one sport. Um, another one I've seen. Well, I guess I've we've seen, but um, 
everyone else will kind of see come 2020, mm-hmm. but uh, soccer. Okay. Um, just the, the graphics, the, type, the branding, the, the or type everything. of construction mm-hmm. of a shoe, okay. which which I I have Sneak to peek. keep silent. <laughs> yeah, yeah <at laughs> listeners out there, he's trying um, to tell you something. But I mean, can't. definitely, you look at both of those sports, yeah. and you see the similarities in movement. There's a lot of sprinting. Lot. There's a lot of cutting. There's moving forwards and backwards. You know, you have to be able to react quickly. Um, you know, when a soccer player or a basketball player is defending, especially mm-hmm. they're moving. Um, you know, laterally very quickly. They're backpedaling. Um, and so you obviously all those movements carry over to tennis. So I think those technologies and design aspects transfer well to a tennis shoe as totally. well. Mm-hmm. And, and cross training though, it's not, I mean, cross training isn't really a sport right. per se. Uh, but, um, I, I've seen some shoes and I've seen prototypes and things like down, down the pipeline mm-hmm. that are really reminiscent. I'm like, that looks like a cool trainer. Like it just, it's got the silhouette. It's a, it's a futuristic type silhouette it's something that i think that's a trend it's coming up with shoes that don't necessarily look like a standard tennis shoe anymore yeah and i think running too i mean obviously you look at the cushioning technologies in running right they're probably going to hit tennis in a few years usually how it you know we see that with you know zoom air max air um fresh foam flight foam, things like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely technologies are coming out of the running segment. I think the knitted uppers too. For I sure. saw those in running um, before I saw them in tennis too. So there's, there's definitely some other sports that are influencing tennis and it's really up to the designer how they, you know, take some of the light aspects, some of the comfort aspects from running and then take some of the support aspects from say basketball or, mm-hmm. or soccer. Yeah. But tennis is still a little behind <laughs> as far as trends behind. go. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't, it's I don't okay. think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. And then we get to peek behind the curtain every once in a while with um, different brands that we work with. And so we'll see a shoe designer that comes in and presents a shoe line to us. And, you know, if it's, it's someone new, it, it, they're usually coming from another category. They're quite often um, companies will internally move someone from, say, soccer to tennis, and then they might go to running and then basketball or whatever brands that specific brand is involved with. And so certain brands more than others, they move their designers around. And so then I think that further increases the chances you're going to see some influences from other sports. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, what players inspire you guys in terms of their footwork? If you were a shoe designer, what player would you be wanting to design a shoe for? You know, for me, it's, it's fed. It's always been fed, probably will always be fed as my number one. Um, if I try to, or if I could emulate somebody, it it would be him, Mm -hmm. um, all the way around footwear, technique, everything. Um, and then um, other than that, if I could have somebody slice, probably Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I was going to design a shoe for a player, uh, probably the, I think the most fun would be Gail Monfi. Yeah. Um, because he slides and moves so aggressively. He moves unlike anyone else out there. I mean, a lot of somebody like Djokovic, Rafa, they're both sliding around on hard courts really, really well, as are most other um, pro players these days. Uh, but Monfi, he's, you know, He's not just a player, he's an acrobat, he's a mm-hmm. showman. Um, I think you could have a lot of fun, both with the technology aspect, working with him, and then also bringing some, trying to bring some of his flair and style on court into his footwear, I think would be a really fun pro- project to work on. For sure. He's fun to watch always. Now, what brands are doing things that are exciting you? Quite a few, yeah. actually. Yes. Um, to name a few, you know, Nike is, to no surprise, always coming up with something really cool, pretty innovative. Um, so look for their next version of Cade Shoe coming out because it's 
pretty dynamite. I'm excited um, for that. As far as looking, we did try on samples, but we won't know until they get in. But yeah. expecting good things. And we're um, expecting that end of the year or beginning of 2020? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> um, schedule some launch spring 2020. Perfect. Okay. If there's something that comes out a little earlier, mm. I don't know about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Adi's got something very cool um, coming up. Coming in spring soon. 20. Okay. Um, I, I don't know how to talk about it without really giving it away. But, okay, don't say um, anything then. <laughs> uh, you talk about something that if you saw the shoe, you wouldn't, you'd have to really make a stretch to think that's a tennis shoe. Okay. Um, but the design behind it and how it's built, once it's it's explained to you, it's really neat and dynamic and how it works um, and how to work for the player. So nice. looking forward to that. That's cool. I think ASICS is is doing a phenomenal job. They have an update to the gel res coming up Long in spring awaited. 20. I was Long planning awaited. it today. I've yeah, been, I've been wearing that one for a few months now. And uh, I was going to say, you kind of give it away, but I was going to say a, a great shoe. If you're going to make a New Year's resolution, there's a good shoe <laughs> uh-huh. coming. But, you, you know, still my lines, Benny. But yeah, the gel res 8, uh, I've been rocking that for a couple of months now and um, is is a really nice update. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's a good thing Chris's sample size. <laughs> I know, <laughs> seriously. The guy that can probably articulate the best on on product happens to be sample size, so it works out pretty <laughs> Meant good. To be. Um, and, and then a couple other brands I, I'd I'd like to mention. Yeah. New Balance, yeah, of course, has been doing phenomenal things. Yeah. Um, with they came out with a Lav, which has been a great shoe. Um, their update to the nine nine six coming up in spring. Mm-hmm. Um is is really cool so looking forward to that nice ladies um, are getting a love also yes 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 thank That's you for coming. pointing that out. i mean it's a great shoe they knocked it out of the park with that one yeah um, so and they continue to bring it yeah um so, design wise too colors everything's looking great they've they've come a long way i mean they yeah. used to be the very kind of classic white navy yeah. white silver white black <laughs> maybe kind of brand and now you get um great colors from that brand the performance is really kept in step with the with the competition. I feel like they've really taken leaps and in, in coming through, you know, from being more of a traditional based shoe to really now like right there with cutting edge technology yeah. too. So yeah, they're knocking out of the park. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And then I I have to mention K Swiss. Yeah. Uh, I think they're doing a great job. Um, not only are they keeping their current customer. Mm-hmm. There's a certain customer, um, Hypercord Express customer, yeah. um, and but they're coming out with with great designs as well. Their designer MJ Kim, he's been doing a fantastic job um, with new styling, new colors. Um, so it's it's fun to see what they they bring us every six months. Yeah, for um, sure. They come up and show us what they got going, and, and it's it's really neat to see. So they've been doing well, and, and I see them continuing to do well. So those are those are just a handful nice. uh, of the brands that have exciting things coming. And with K- I think it's fun with K-Swiss. They've been kind of pushing the envelope, both in styling-wise, with the Aeronet mm-hmm. upper mm-hmm. construction. Um, really cool, different look to bring to the tennis court. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was, was really neat. And then the UltraShot 2. Um, the first ultra salt was a great shoe. And then, you know, I know the market spoke and then we spoke to in our review, there's a couple of things we thought could just make it that little bit better. And they listened and, yeah. and it is just a dynamite shoe now. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for something really playable that I think is, it's pretty durable. It's still light and fast feeling. It kind of like a, a gel res for me. Right. It's very similar in that kind of mold and, and, and the fresh foam lava as well. Um, all of those shoes, you can just get out there and play in them quickly. You don't have to break them in a ton. 
they last well and they're really supportive and fast feeling. So yeah. Nice. What's breaking in? That that does not (laughs) exist anymore. And if it does, it doesn't last long. Um, That is a thing of the past. It's kind of like cars that used to come without air conditioning. It's like now air conditioning comes standard. It's the same thing with, with step in comfort has to happen. Everyone has step in comfort now or else. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's where we're at these days. Yeah, the days of wearing your shoes for a week before they really felt like you could go all out yeah. in them, you know, and play a match without them, mm-hmm. you know, killing your feet. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, yeah. Thankfully, are gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you met, you had mentioned the barricade, you know, some of the favorites, I, I think, um, like the five was one of my favorites. The seven I really liked as well. Um, but the seven was one of a pair that I had. It took me, I had to break it in a little bit. But once you get there... It's really good. Yeah. Um, so with Adi, we all know the barricade is has taken a, a, a little absence, <laughs> but it is coming back. Okay. We don't know exactly when yet, okay. um, but we were told, yes, indeed, for sure, it's coming back. But it's going to be updated. Probably, it'll probably, I'm sure it'll have some barricade DNA, but More it, I think it's going to be a modern version for today's player. I mean, I would definitely like to see it kind of take the same track that the uh, women's barricade, but Stella mm-hmm. barricade yeah, took. Totally. It became a, a lighter, faster, softer, stylish, stepping step step comfort. comfort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it became that shoe. And so hopefully I think, you know, for the barricade to compete, it needs to offer that in both men's and women's. Um, and then it'll be right back in there. And if it can still bring that same kind of durability that it's been known for, um, you know, then they're going to be onto another winner. Yeah. Well, shifting gears a little bit at Tennis Warehouse, we sometimes have the opportunity to work with brands and create special cosmetic shoes. We like to call them special makeups um, that are only available to our customers. And it's a really fun and creative process. Maybe you can talk us through some of that and how it comes to be and where we get our ideas from and working with the brand and all that. Well, it all kind of started with... um, what uh, the the Nusa, what we called the Nusa, right. it, it was which came from running, yeah, which came from running, and it was I think just prior to me being the footwear buyer. Um, so Katie, the previous footwear mm-hmm. buyer, kind of set this all up with Asics, right. and I believe it was a Gel Res four. four. It was the four, yep. Um, <laughs> that we did a men's and a women's. Um, what we called Noosa in-house. And it was like the perfect recipe on the, on, and the men's did well, but the women's mm-hmm. just knocked it out of the park, the yellow, purple, and all the other colors. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that just, it was amazing to bring that to market in collaboration with ASICs to put that together. And it did super well mm-hmm. to the point where I think we went back to the well. Yeah. In 2013. Twice. Yeah. Cause when I first started, we got a reissue and same thing. It was doing gangbusters. Yeah. And so we try annually to have something of an SMU mm-hmm. that we can offer our customers. Um, ASICs has been wonderful to work with. Um, but as far as the process goes, uh, it's, we try to come up with, with an idea of what, what we think our, our consumers going to like mm-hmm. men and women, um, which, which shoe is going to work. And we've tried, you know, the gel res is what we started with. Mm-hmm. And then so we've done solution speeds as well. Um, 
you know, we take into account, it can be what year is it? What's going on this year? Like, for instance, one year we had, it was an election year. It was an Olympic year. And we came out with this red and navy and gold um, option Mm -hmm. of uh, a solution speed. And we called it AU, what is it? Uh, AU79? No. AU79. Yeah, AU79. Yeah, which is the um, periodic. Uh, table of, yeah, for gold. Uh, for yeah. gold. And <laughs> part of it had to, it had to do with the Olympics. So right. we we do these little internal nicknames. Um, usually we'll put them in the title mm-hmm. and it's fun stories. It's not, not the most obvious thing, but, <laughs> yeah. but we do we it for kind of internally. Um, and it's been fun too, to try and bring, you know, a, a design consideration in both men's and women's. So different executions, mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, sometimes we've struggled with that and we're like, okay, let's just do something completely different for the yeah. men's and do something completely different for the women's. But I think it is cool when we have that one kind of story um, and we find a way to make it work for both, you know, the women's version of the shoe and the men's version of the shoe too. So I know we've had some fun doing that. In the yeah, past. yeah. Solstice the is solstice an example of that. Fun. We yeah. had the winter solstice mm-hmm. for the men and summer solstice for women, and we we were able to package that together. Uh, like you said, it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> we want to do what's right for each shoe, right. not just try to work it together and and hope it gets by. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if I look back, probably the most involved. Um, and maybe took the longest and, uh, but one that I maybe enjoyed the most mm-hmm. was the stealth. Uh-huh, that's what I was thinking. Too. Um, that was my favorite. And, I, and Chris had a lot to do with that. He was big on the, the camo. Yeah. And I had been asking for a camo shoe. <laughs> I don't know how many years in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got one. But yeah, no, I, I had a lot of fun doing, you know, trying to get in, you know, the inspiration for it as a team that we put together mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, but we started literally from scratch. Yeah. Uh, and when I say that, I mean we had um, our um, imaging imaging team. <laughs> thank you. Um, help us yeah. with Photoshop. I remember that. And yeah. we had a, a gel res that we were working with, and um, we were trying different colors and yeah. different materials and what would work. And and I mean, we must have gone back and forth with ASICs for, gosh, for four months, just trying to figure out what we can and can't do um, to pull it off. Because, you know, it's like, oh, you know what? I want to I want to clear outsole. And, you know, they respectfully said no. Yeah. um, Because they felt it compromised the durability Mm -hmm. of the shoe and and totally get it. and, but when it came out, I thought it, I it thought it, great. the execution was really good. Um, I don't think we'll ever get sell through <laughs> like the Noosa on any of them, but that's the goal, uh, to make something so cool that it just, it blows out yeah. the door. And the whole process is, it's fun, but sometimes it's a challenge too. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, when we start with an idea or we're having a conversation with a brand about it, um, we'll share our ideas, mm-hmm. you know, and then we'll kind of go away and then. Usually they'll send us um, some cats for us to look at with some mock-ups of potential shoe cosmetics. And then meanwhile, while that's been going on, our team here, we've been maybe talking to imaging or graphics or whatever. And um, we've been putting something together too. And so quite often we'll have both teams are sharing ideas and comparing. And then maybe there's a blend or maybe we just go, everyone falls in love with one. Right. And we kind of go, 
that route. And then other times we'll meet with brands and it's not something that doesn't even end up as an SMU, but we just give them an idea for a new um, shoe color. And Fila recently been one of the brands where they've been super receptive to to comments on on different on the new directions for mm-hmm. new colorways of existing shoes and it'll be an inline shoe yeah which everyone gets um you're welcome our competition um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that we've given some feedback to and you know and help because you know if if they're making great looking shoes we're gonna love wearing them our yeah. customers are gonna love buying them yeah. and wearing them so it's, it's Every, a everybody wins yeah. yeah um can you give us any insight into some 2020 smus or are we keeping our mouth shut on that one for now um, so we'll have one coming in late February. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I want to share more than that. It's fun. And then we are also working on one for second half cool. of 2020. Nice. Um, we're trying to get that kind of nailed down. The one for uh, late February, that one's already nailed down. Um, but the one uh, in the second half, we're still... Still working having some on. back and forth, um, <laughs> trying to get it right, yeah, trying to get no, it to sense. where it, it it makes sense and and is um, exciting for the customer. Nice. Now here's a fun question: If you could reissue any shoe or colorway, which would it be? Well, I and mean, is there just one? <laughs> I immediately think that the Nusa, the Gel Res okay. Four Nusa. Uh, this doesn't even have to be an SMU question. This is <laughs> no, in general. No, I know, okay. but um, <laughs> that—that's what immediately comes to mind. Yeah. Um, there was an Adidas barricade. Like, if we're talking just a skew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, V two seven four nine. Oh shoot! V2, he still V two three seven four nine. Sorry, um, that was one. It was just. Uh, the barricade seven in the black and white oh, with a touch yeah. of orange. The, okay, yep. Um, it just did super well for us. Yeah, and uh, the Adidas guys will laugh at that that I I said the style number, but <laughs> that I'll never forget it. What about you, Chris? Um, I don't know if I could pick just one. Um, I was a huge Agassi fan as mm-hmm. a kid, um, so I loved wearing like the Air Tech Challenge series. She also loved wearing the Oscillates too, which was oh, Pete's yeah. shoe. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, finding a bunch of them at a Nike outlet and they were in the silver, they were like reflective silver with the the toe guard, the toe bumper was black and then the piece around the, the lining of the uh, ankle collar and stuff was, was black too, but the rest of it was silver with a black swoosh. And I remember it was back in the day when, you know, I was working at a club teaching tennis, I was in grad school and most people were wearing white navy shoes at the club I worked at, so I was making quite a statement. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that one will always just for that reason alone um, <laughs> hold a special place in my heart. So maybe the I mean I was a huge oscillate fan, so yeah, maybe maybe that's my pick. Nice, and it's kind of cool. Nike is continuing to work on some of those retro plays with their footwear. They're not necessarily meant to be worn on the court, but we just recently saw a Tech Challenge mixed with a Vapor, mm-hmm. which was cool. Oh, I so, got one more skew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Vapor Nine Obsidian Red. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that was a which great looking shoe. I still have that. I still have a pair. Um, but that was one of those, you know, it's, it's funny with, with product in general, you, you kind of have your, your gut feel on what's going to do well, mm-hmm. what isn't going to do well. And, you know, you book accordingly. Um, this one, I think collectively when we saw it, when we first saw it, it's like, oh, we got to double up. we got to pony up on this one. Yeah. And it, it crushed it. it we just knew from the get go and good. it was a beautiful shoe. And we exploited it the best we could. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I always think it's, you know, I can always tell when I'm super excited about a shoe, when I'm already mentally thinking about what <laughs> socks for my sock drawer am I going to pair with this shoe? I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got that pair of socks. I would look great with that pair of shoes right there. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing. You go into a meeting and if it's something where you look at a shoe and it's like, I need to put that on. Yeah. That's a really good sign. Or you like hope mm-hmm. that they forget the samples. <laughs> <laughs> um, you kind of pinted on some things for next year. Is there anything else you can give us a sneak peek on for 2020? What we can expect? to see and get excited about like I said you kind of already gave us a few sneaks I think um, one of the things I've been seeing um, and this has been going on for a while now and we actually saw it in one of the versions of the Ubersonic the Citified Mm -hmm. she was some kind of like and then also um, we just tested the Fusion Rev 3 I believe Mm -hmm. from Yonex some different ideas with the lace system like that Fusion Rev has the lace system off to the side of the shoe the Citified had kind of like a cinch mm-hmm. system. Um, from what I've seen, and I've done some testing too, people are still playing around with the whole idea of of how you cinch the shoe around your foot. So right, um, right now, laces seem to be still the best thing, but there's <laughs> people trying different things like where the laces are placed. Mm-hmm. So I think there's still some room for exploration there in the shoe side. Of but this. yeah, that that's definitely exciting. Uh, I did hint to to some of the things coming, but mm-hmm. I, I think um, spring 2020, there's some updates that are really exciting nice. that we're all excited about that, yeah. that we've seen um, from several brands. So it's, it's, it's a very good. cool thing. Yes. It's going to be a good year. I'm so excited. Shoes. I already have my socks picked out. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Okay. Last question. Top three shoes that are currently on the market and why. And feel free to explore different price points. So our audience out there has a good idea of what you think are just the best value and best performing shoes right now. Uh, for me, I you know, I I got to say the Court FF2. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worn it. It's it's a it's a really good shoe, mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, like all time Agreed. good. Um, <laughs> very good shoe. Uh, surprisingly, for the price point, usually that's you don't expect a certain amount of sales at a high price point like that. Um, but it does really well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Asics have done an exceptional job with the Court FF in general. Their first version. Um, might have been a little tougher for people to get on. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little more lightweight. Um, the two is quite different from yeah. the one, yeah. but yet still has a great following. The one did, and now onto the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it excites me to to think what what are they going to do next? Right. Um, so I think that at that price point, um, that's huge. Uh, at the kind of the premium price point, kind of like your your one forty, where a, a lot of people are have their premium shoe, right. you know, the Vapor continues to perform um, ever since the, I mean, I think the nine was kind of a, a different update to the Vapor line. I think the nine is where we saw that switch from mm-hmm. the durability shoe being the, yeah. the big seller to more of the lightweight speed shoe being the big seller. Yeah. And to see they you can still personalize a Vapor 9 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the Nike website and to see a player or two still doing that yeah. on tour. I mean, that, that gives a lot of credit to, sure. to the Vapor line, let alone the 9. 9.5 did great, and the 10 yeah. is following it up. But, you know, Nike does a, a very good job with the colors and the stories and 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 all that. Um, you know, 
lower price points. Um, I I would say in a lot under a hundred dollars. I think Adidas crushes it. Um, I'm not saying they don't do a good job over a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but um, what is offered for the price points that they have? It's um, I kind of joked with them. I said you're either over over building the shoes or you're underpricing them <laughs> yeah. because the the quality and performance of of some of those shoes are are really really good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Chris? Your thoughts, Chris? Um, so I'm going to agree with you uh, <laughs> on the Court FF2. Uh, for me, it's the best shoe to play in. Right now, I, I'm not like a super aggressive mover. You know, my hips just aren't young enough to slide around the court and get that <laughs> low anymore. So I play a bit more upright, it seems, every year. Um, but I still can slide in it. Um, it still does everything I need it to do. It's just a dynamite shoe. It's light feeling. It's fast feeling on the foot. What weight is in the shoe, it hides it super well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really well balanced. Um, and uh, just a great shoe to play in. Huge fan of the Fresh Foam Love from mm-hmm. New Balance. Again, it's just a shoe I can put on my feet and go out and play. I don't have to think about it at all. I can just kind of forget it's even there. And that's the, the biggest compliment you can give a tennis shoe. And it lasts really well as well. And then um, it's almost a tie between the Ultrashot 2 and the uh, Uber Sonic 3 for me. And that was a shoe that I think a lot of people loved the 2 and they brought the 2 back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really love the 3. Um, I love that feel of the knitted upper just because it's really comfortable. It offers me enough support. I know um, when Sean was testing it, he wanted the support he found in the two. Um, and then again, uh, back to the case with, with the updates they made to that shoe, I think the second version of that one, um, mm-hmm. they're just killing it. So, yeah, those those are my picks. I kind of cheated because I threw a fourth one in. <laughs> well, no, no, that's it's good. It's hard and, to and when I When I was talking, I'm, I'm looking more analytically yeah. at, at sales. You're, you are with, you wear everything. You've worn everything. And so that's kind of what what you prefer. Yeah. I um, I will say this: every footwear brand that we carry does a, a good shoe for sure. <laughs> they're they're premium shoes. They're all good. Yeah. And um, it's just a matter of preference from there. Any closing thoughts? Do you guys have anything else that you would like to say? <sighs> I I think we're we're blessed and we're fortunate to be able to do what we do. Um, tennis is a wonderful sport and we get the privilege to play and see and do all these wonderful things with the latest and greatest footwear that all these wonderful brands have to offer and so that that would be my my thing and I I just feel very fortunate to be a part of this business yeah I think one of the coolest things is you know we some we quite often test shoes before they come to market mm-hmm. and then we'll suggest changes and then when you see the change happen and it comes to market you're like hey we, you know and <laughs> we, we know yeah we helped a little <laughs> yeah. bit we know where they got that feedback from other players too and their in-house testing and and what have you but it's 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 always cool to see shoes become better and then sell well you know and and know that you know you've helped a little bit and been a, a little you know cog in the wheel of works to, to get that thing up and running so yeah. it's it's a really fun part of the job Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this conversation. We'd love to continue the conversation. And if you do have any questions, feel free to reach out and email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. Let us know what you think about this episode. We'd love to get Spencer and Chris back again and talk more footwear trends, maybe dive into specific shoes that are coming out in spring 2020, since we know there's some exciting stuff coming. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Talk Tennis wherever you download your podcast. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.